Austin Kaplan. I'm an employment and civil rights attorney at Kaplan Law Firm. We've got to move this state forward. Progress Texas is the group to make it happen and get the message out. Let's let's unionize some workplaces and let's let's get everything we're entitled to. It's Monday, September 11th, 2023, and this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. As we prepare for week two of the Ken Paxton impeachment trial to get underway, a look back at Friday's developments. The star of the show's fourth day to wrap last week was undoubtedly Texas lawman David Maxwell. Jake Bleeberg and Paul Weber at the Associated Press write that the imposing six foot six former Texas Ranger is a legend in law enforcement circles in Texas, but that didn't stop Paxton's legal team from trying to undermine his credibility. Maxwell testified Friday that during his time heading the law enforcement division of the Texas Attorney General's office under Paxton, he warned his boss that supporting what he considered the, quote, absolutely ludicrous legal notions of Austin real estate developer Nate Paul was a grave mistake on Paxton's part that could lead to exactly the trouble that the AG now finds himself mired in. Chuck Lindell at the Texas Tribune provides a nice summary that sets up the tone of the proceedings as they continue today. The impeachment managers of the Texas House have continued to lay out the specific details of Ken Paxton's egregious misconduct on behalf of Paul, whose influence over the AG remains somewhat opaque but seems to center on the presence of an ongoing extramarital affair and perhaps a threat of blackmail related to that affair. While Paxton's legal team has tried to paint a picture of disloyalty, treachery, and plotting amongst Paxton's accusers within his office against the AG, even attempting legal stretches, including the berating of Paxton's former staffers for alerting the FBI to their suspicions of their former boss's misconduct without hard physical evidence. This, of course, ignores the fact that hard physical evidence is frequently the result of a criminal investigation, not the cause. The Paxton team has also not given up on the notion that Paxton's re-election should exonerate him from misconduct that was in the public arena at the time voters went to the polls. On the progressive side, I'd say it's a safe bet that most of us decided Ken Paxton was an appropriate target for investigation and or impeachment a long time ago, but it's worthy to keep tabs on the opinions of the opposition. Monica Madden at KXAN-TV in Austin writes, The Texas senior U.S. Senator John Cornyn has elaborated on his comments from last week adding that he's satisfied so far with the way the impeachment has gone from a procedural standpoint, believing that both sides thus far have had ample opportunity to present their cases. And even ultra-conservative former U.S. Congressman and Ken Paxton election opponent Louis Gohmert released an op-ed late last week in which he agrees that Ken Paxton had impeachment coming. From the latest polling from the Texas Politics Project, which asked Republican voters directly if they thought Paxton took actions that justify his removal from office, 24% of Republicans say yes, 32% say no, but 43% say they don't know or haven't yet formed an opinion. Week 2 begins this morning at 9. The Texas Tribune's live stream can be found in our show notes. Over to the Texas power grid, where there's lots of news from over the weekend. A major power outage resulting from Friday night storms ruined the weekend for tens of thousands of customers of the North Texas electric utility Encore. In fact, that outage at its peak affected about 125,000 North Texans, with almost 5,000 still waiting for the AC and lights to come back on as late as Sunday. All this reminiscent of a widespread and prolonged outage that struck central Texas last winter with downed trees damaging power lines central to the weekend's problems in north Texas. 
Now, to be fair, Encore is a local utility, so their issues can't be directly blamed on the usual punching bag, the statewide energy regulator ERCOT, late last week. The struggles of ERCOT finally made the radar of federal officials who responded by allowing Texas energy providers to exceed pollution standards in the attempt to keep up with demand. Matt Egan at CNN writes that a one-day exception to pollution limits was granted to Texas power plants last Thursday by the feds. Not the kind of federal intervention many of us in Texas had hoped for as we continue to face uncertainty over simply keeping the lights on here in the 21st century. Meanwhile, it's probably not you or me, but somebody is making a lot of money during the power crisis in Texas. Jason Ma at Business Insider writes that power prices in Texas have soared as much as 20,000 percent. During our most recent heat wave, last Wednesday night, electricity prices had topped $5,000 per megawatt hour. That's up more than 200 times from just that morning and topped $4,000 on Thursday night. To add further insult to the ongoing injury, Dylan Bedour at Wired writes that water systems across Texas have incurred damage due to this summer's record heat. Contraction of dry soils has led to the breaking of underground pipes. The number of water leak calls coming into water utility trouble lines in Houston have almost doubled since this time last year, and they're way up in Austin as well. In many cases, aging infrastructure and incessantly growing demand have added to this problem. Another notable Democrat has thrown his name into the hat to become the Democratic challenger for the U.S. Senate seat currently held by Ted Cruz. Patrick Svitek at the Texas Tribune says State Representative Carl Sherman of DeSoto announced his candidacy on Saturday. Sherman is a pastor and has pointed to higher salaries for police officers and increased rural medical infrastructure as his primary goals should he be elected. By our count, now four credible options in Sherman. U.S. Rep. Colin Allred of Dallas, State Senator Roland Gutierrez of San Antonio and Nueces County District Attorney Mark Gonzalez, who announced late last week, we think a Democratic primary with lots of options is a good thing. Progress Texas Executive Director Kathleen Thompson told the Dallas Morning News, quote, the fact that there are so many qualified candidates shows that Ted Cruz is beatable, unquote. And finally this morning, not a political story, but one that I feel is of sufficient cultural impact in Texas to mention, and that is the untimely passing of Texas country performer Charlie Robison. For those of us who have embraced the music form, simply known as Texas music or perhaps Texas red dirt music, which encompasses the considerable influence of Oklahoma, Charlie Robison was a giant. He died this weekend of a cardiac event at the age of 59, just as he had begun mounting a comeback from losing his singing voice several years ago as a result of a surgical complication. For those of you who are less familiar, I encourage you to dig into Charlie Robinson's music, much of which you'll already find familiar. Songs like My Hometown, El Cerrito Place, New Year's Day, Bar Light, and Sunset Boulevard are well-established anthems of our state's culture, and through them, Charlie Robinson's legacy will last as long as there is a Texas to celebrate it. So I'll see you in Houston If I ever get out that way I'll see you in Dallas but I won't have long to stay If you're ever out west, son And you're feeling like slowing down I'll see you around Around my hometown And that's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Monday, September 11th, 2023. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. Thanks to your support, our podcasts are now within the top 5% for listenership in the entire world. Please consider helping us continue our important work by joining our ongoing membership drive. Learn more about Progress Texas at progresstexas.org. 
I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again tomorrow.